0: Calling all AEC professionals. Get ready for unparalleled professional insights with detailed and original podcasts by Arcad. This is the podcast that brings you the untold stories and lessons learned behind the design and delivery of a building project. Hey, it's sharice Lakeside, aka the CSI Kraken, and your host. Join me as we dive deep into the tales of conflict, triumph, and sheer ingenuity.
1: Yes, so when Serena was named for the, it was going to be named for the building. We really were able to
0: work with
1: teams at Nike branding and how to really infuse her influence and
2: identity in the very public spaces.
0: Detailed features architects, engineers, builders, and manufacturers who spill the beans on the most complex, interesting, and downright odd building conditions they've encountered. Another challenge of the, of the shuttle is actually, and putting it in launch position, is how you brace that seismically. It's really supported by only two pins at the base of the booster rockets. And there's a large base isolator that's underneath the shuttle that kind of prevents it from moving too much in an earthquake. The, you know When you have 600 people or 300 people in a room, for, acoustically, you really need a high floor-to-floor so that you can have the right acoustic environment for people to be able to talk. And that, that speech intelligibility is really good. Every episode unveils lessons learned and connects you to the products you need to navigate similar challenges. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Detailed today and be prepared for the unexpected on your next project. Every building has a story, and we are here to tell it.
2: Hopefully there's some cold open yeah, sorry cold about that. clothes in there, because we've been so efficient in this one. I was thinking like, <laughs> I know, mm-hmm. there's going to
1: be no cold clothes
3: <laughs> <laughs> or cold okay. open.
1: Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of She Builds Podcast, where we typically share the untold stories of historical women in the building and construction industry. I'm Lizzie Rahr, back in lockdown in San Francisco.
2: I'm Norgeri Rivas,
1: living the quarantine
3: life in Houston, Texas. And I'm Jessica Rogers, binge watching yet another show from Washington, D.C.
2: <laughs> it's episode 20, you guys.
3: We made it through two seasons, so we wanted to end this season like we did the last one with sort of like a wrap up or a reflection, if you will, of what we have learned throughout this journey.
2: So, Jessica, Lizzie, what was most exciting for you both about this season?
3: Well, I loved learning the different languages and phrases from all of the different countries that we looked at. And we also talked about some pretty iconic houses and people. I really liked that we got to take a deeper dive into some of these projects and people.
1: Yeah, I think just learning more about women outside the U.S. and the differences of each country or time period were really fascinating. And like Jessica said, we had fun throwing a little flavor of each location into the episode as well and Mm -hmm. reaching out to friends or friends of Mm -hmm. friends to help us out. So I liked that aspect of it. Which reminds me, there are a few episodes where we had help with a few phrases here and there and didn't get a chance to include shout outs. So gracias to Farah and Stacy for giving us phrase suggestions for the Margo and Concepcion episodes.
2: Yes, gracias. <laughs> Finding so much information about my ladies was really exciting for me this season. This time around, I picked women that are a little more famous, so it was easier to find info. Then it really became an issue to stop the research and write the script. I gotta get better about stopping the research.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, going international was really fun. So ladies, what are some topics or moments that stood out to you? I felt there was a lot of juicy drama
2: this season. It felt more dramatic than season one. Homicide and yeah. fidelity, sex parties. Literally, <laughs> one of our ladies has a
1: storyline of a soap opera. <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like every episode had a lot happening in it. And I remember we were always asking or looking up phrases of shock and awe in every language <laughs> because there was always some drama that needed to be addressed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So speaking of, are you ladies ready for a little more tea?
3: It wouldn't be season two without some tea. Bring the pot over. (laughs) I want more.
1: (laughs) I mean, I figured it was only appropriate to close out the season with a little more. All right. (laughs) So, okay, before we aired the episode on Hans Schroeder, I found out about a book called I Love You Rietveld, and it's a whole book about Truss and Gerrit's relationship. And in an excerpt of the book, the author alludes to the fact that Han might be Gerrit's child instead of Fritz's. Nu brengt mein clump. My wooden shoe breaks. <laughs> right? So, okay, the book is only published in Dutch. So I was not able to read the entire thing and find out more. But I did reach out to the author, Jessica van Geel, And she was so kind in sending me a very thorough response to explain how she came to that idea. However, she does note that, of course, there's no hard evidence to support this. But through her research of the family dynamics and interviews with grandchildren of the families and family friends, it doesn't feel far fetched. So she notes that Truss's first two children were born in the first two years after she and Fritz married in 1911. And not long after that, their marriage really started to break down and her relationship with Geret started to ramp up. Mm -hmm. Tuss would often go to a summer house that they had without Fritz. And Geret did go to that house on occasion, either to do furniture repairs, but it was also noted that they would walk together in the area and they met people there. Hmm. So... That was all going down and Truss also saved a letter from Fritz during this time where he basically says that they've completely grown apart. And then in 1918 Han is born. Say what? Hmm. Connecting dots. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the other element is that Han developed a really close relationship with Hedit that her older siblings didn't. And maybe that's also because they grew up and left the house sooner, but if you recall, that carried on well after she went to school and left the house. So I can see where the author came to that conclusion. And she also said that some of the friends and family that she interviewed made the suggestion as well. Maybe the older siblings saw Herit as a homewrecker, sided with their father,
2: and Han
3: was too young to know better? Maybe. Perhaps. All I know is, if this is true, then Han must have been double talented. With having truce as a mother and Herit as an alleged father.
1: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so dancable, well, Jessica, for emailing me all of this information. It is so interesting. And I definitely need to work on my Dutch so that I can read the entire book. Yeah.
3: If the book was in English, I would want to read that. But yeah, yeah. this could be a movie. Do we have the number for Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Jessica. Let's make it happen.
2: Something else that stood out to me about this season was that a lot of them were affected by world wars, be it one, two Mm -hmm. or both. It was interesting to listen to what each of them did during those times, how their practices did or did not survive or went on pause. Their stories of resilience are always my favorite parts.
3: Yeah, it's interesting to think that these women were living their lives, but the world was still going on around them and to look at how they adapted to it. Right. Some had to flee. Some were active participants in the wars um, when they returned and they continued to create and do great things. It's a good reminder for us uh, to look at when we think about the current climate that we're in.
1: Yeah, that's true. So what were some similarities and differences that you noticed in the stories between the women of season one and season two? Hmm. Hmm.
2: One of my favorite Jessica one-liners, and there's a lot to choose from, (laughs) came on episode 11. I was talking about Margot getting paid less than men, being told her only defect was being a woman. And Jessica said, new season, same BS. (laughs) And I was like, that's so true. And it would remain true
3: through season two and to this day. Yep. It's one of those things that you think this has to be something historical, right? Like you would think that this couldn't possibly be the case now. That was so long ago. Women are doing so many new things now. It's 2020. We just elected our first female vice president in the United States. The number of licensed architect is still not split down 50-50 between genders. And there's still a lot of work to do.
1: For sure. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but it's still so maddening whenever you hear about those kinds of things. Or like in episode 16, how Concepcion's university couldn't stop giving her backhanded compliments, which reminds me that this season we heard a lot about how architecture and engineering was seen as such a male pursuit.
2: Yes, that really surprised me how other professions like medicine and law were acceptable for women before architecture was okay. Like
3: what? It is really interesting because I don't know, I guess the building and construction industry is just so male dominated since the beginning in all aspects. So it must have been hard for women to even be accepted. I mean, hence, this is why we're here. We have these stories that we're telling, and that's also why we haven't heard of these women before.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we talked a little bit about that in episode 17, how it seemed like women in the fields of medicine and law had become more commonplace and people saw a need for it, but that people still argued that there wasn't a need for women in construction fields. And I think that's what's interesting to me is the perception of how necessary it might be to have a woman in a certain profession and that that's how they were arguing the case.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. Another common thread among a lot of them was work and achievements being attributed to men. I kept thinking of that mm. movie Big Eyes throughout the whole season.
1: Ooh, yes. Big Eyes is a great example to compare it to. And I completely agree. I feel like that happened a lot with husband and wife duos like Nobuko and Kameki And we've mentioned that before with Denise Scott Brown. But we also saw it with collaborative relationships like Lily and Mies. But even with Minette and how Jeffrey Bawa got credit for starting a type of architecture that was clearly started by her, but she just wasn't in the thick of the architecture scene in her country, so she got overlooked.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't know this movie, Big Eyes, but I was good. You should watch. Yeah,
2: add it to your list.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: But seriously, when I was learning about Turhan Sultan, it mentioned that a lot of the work from the women sultans were attributed to the males. And Mm. even last season, Le Corbusier is stealing the entire thunder from Jane Drew and Shandigar. This guy again.
3: Yeah, uh, Corbu, he also took credit for E-1027, along with Jean Badovici. But either way, Corbu, his name is not even in the acronym. This was Eilead. It's not EC1027 <laughs> or whatever. It's E1027. Yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. The list goes on and on and on. And I'm sure we're going to run into it over and over again on our show. That's true. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do something I enjoyed doing last time around, even though it was so hard. I'll start with Jessica. What episode that wasn't yours did you find most interesting?
3: Ooh, that is hard. Okay, so the ladies in this season was just so fascinating. But I think I would have to pick Tutan because we didn't just learn about her. We learned about the Ottoman Empire, the Sultanate of Women, and uh, hello, this soap opera of a story.
1: (laughs) Yes, that one was super interesting and full of drama. (laughs) <laughs> mm.
2: I think that's the one I enjoyed the most researching. There was just so much to draw from. Remember how hard it was for me to edit that script?
1: <laughs> yeah, there was just so much information and it was just hard to kind of condense yeah. it.
3: Yeah, we would have had to create our own audio
1: version of the Stella novella. It would have been like in parts because <laughs> it's just so much. much. <laughs> So I really enjoyed the Lily Reich episode, I think partly because it was just really fun to learn about so many of my favorite projects like the Tugendhat House and the Barcelona Pavilion Mm -hmm. and that those were things she worked on and she was a big part of.
2: I agree. That was a ton of fun. And the fact that we visited some of those spaces, knowing Lily's involvement now makes the memories even more special. I also like listening to the story and the drama behind the Schroeder house.
3: Mm. Yeah. I guess the other thing that we have in common with this season across the episodes is that
1: we actually traveled to the places that we've mentioned. Oh, it's true. Yeah. It's been really fun to learn about the women who are from or design places that we actually got to visit. Exactly. Although it makes me want to go back and look at it in a different way. I kind of wish I'd known when I was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hashtag she builds goals.
3: Yes. Yes. And um, arc ventures.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So
3: to continue on our little game, Nordry, coworker, mentor, or best friend, who would you choose? Margot Tale, Turhan Sultan, or Minette de Silva?
2: Okay. Co worker Minette. She launched her own firm right out of school. I'd join her and we'd do innovative architecture together.
3: Oh, yeah. And I mean, you would contribute to what what was it called again? Regional modernism, Yes, regional modernism,
2: emphasizing local craft and materials and combining vernacular motifs with modern architecture. I would be all about that. (laughs) And then as a mentor, I would pick Turhan Sultan because
3: she was kicking butt and taking names. Building everywhere. Bam, 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 bam. Too true. Let that boss status rub off on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: and best friend, Margot, because she she just did so much for the profession and teaching everyone. I think she would do the same for me. And we'd hang out by the beach eating mango and mofongo all day.
3: Ah, uh, sí, claro. Tu hermana
1: mm. <laughs> mm, I'm getting hungry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Lizzie, if you could grab coffee with Han, Concepcion, or Nobuko, who would you choose and why? Ooh, and what could you not
1: leave the coffee date without asking? It's tough, but I think I would have coffee with Han. I would want to just ask her more about her experience growing up in the Huda house and just more details on her experiences during the war and moving to the U.S. I think it would be really interesting. Ooh, yeah.
3: Uh, hello. You could also ask her if she knew who her official papa was. OMG,
2: Jessica, what if she had no idea that there's a Siri and then you just shatter her world with this revelation? <laughs> You're like one of those <laughs> DNA and me things. <laughs> you mean twenty three and me? Yeah, sure. That whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Okay. Is that what is called twenty three and me? Twenty three yes. and oh, okay. me. Okay. And yes. they're not sponsoring us, everybody.
0: They no, shatter. Really
1: not. They shatter lives.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like Jessica. DNA and me thanks
1: Um, I think I would want to go on a photography trip with Nobuko. Ooh, that would be really fun. I bet she would have an interesting eye. Yeah. Mm. Okay. now, Jessica, out of Lily, Eileen or Zaha, who would you go on vacation with? Where and why? Well, for obvious
3: reasons, I think I would want to be with Zaha. Um, Her projects are just cool and I would have so many different locations to choose from.
1: Mm, That's a good choice. And, you know, Zaha Mm -hmm. travels in style and you can piggyback on that and then you can explore while she's out working. (laughs) That's
3: smart. True, true, true. (laughs) (laughs) all right so ladies are there any comments that you want to elaborate on that you might not have said throughout the season
2: you know i've loved that when the episodes drop a few loyal friends always text me and we discuss each lady and the conversations that have developed have been a lot of fun i hope everyone out there is listening and starting good conversations
3: too yeah same and well I don't have a comment per se that I'd want to elaborate on, but we do have phrases. So like we mentioned, we said phrases in the language that the ladies came from. So throughout the season, we spoke German, Dutch,
1: Japanese, Arabic, Irish, Turkish, Spanish, Sinhalese, and Tamil. And yet we
3: never explained what these phrases meant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, listeners, be sure to check in through our social media channels to get some translations for some of the phrases that we used.
2: Maybe we can translate a few of our favorite phrases, like the German one about the pig. What was that, Lizzie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> ich glaube, mein Schwein I think my pig whistles. And it's a slang German phrase of surprise. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> that's such a good phrase I need to work that into my daily
2: life more often totally <laughs> also Lizzie your rendition of Umbe kewaina was on point I think Thank you say you. it even Thank better than me <laughs> <laughs> that is a phrase in the Dominican Republic and it can be used in a lot of situations it kind of means man that's some crap but disclaimer, <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican, so Dominican friends, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong.
3: <laughs> so the word that I still use in my everyday life now is scanalach, which is Irish, which means scandal. And I say it with everything that's going on. Gossip in the news, scanalach. Getting up in the morning, scanalach. <laughs> Made a delicious cocktail, scanalach. <laughs> Ate a naughty dessert. Scandal. <laughs> I wonder if any like as as you kept
2: going on, it seemed like it applied less and less.
0: <laughs>
3: uh no. Actually, oh, speak for yourself. Okay, eating a chocolate molten cake, that can be scandalous. That can be waking scandalous. up in the morning. Yeah, the waking up yeah. in the morning is where you lost me. <laughs> uh, hello. Who woke up early this morning? You did scandal. You never wake up in the morning. You woke up 30 minutes late. Scandal. Scandal.
2: Irish <laughs> listeners, let us know how you use this phrase.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> how you <Yeah>. use scandal.
3: <laughs> yes, we do apologize throughout.
1: Yes, yes. For <laughs> we really try. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I really loved looking up all the Dutch phrases. The Dutch have... So many hilarious phrases that they use, and I wish we could have used more of them, but of course, they not every one applied. <laughs> but, nu brekt mein klomp is a phrase mm. of shock that means my wooden shoe breaks. <laughs> and nu out to Mau" literally means the monkey came out the sleeve. But it's <laughs> sort of like letting the cat out of the bag in English. Uh, <laughs> they sound so fun, too. I know. Yeah, they
3: are. Me break my cup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right final thoughts.
1: what are we looking forward about season three? So I really enjoyed this season and getting even more into our groove with the podcast and I'm really excited for season three to focus on women who might have influenced architecture, more engineers and hopefully some landscape architects.
3: Yeah, we've really found our groove and I'm just excited to learn more and to research more.
2: Agreed. I'm excited to focus on women outside of architecture. I want to discuss women shaping the built environment who are not necessarily architects because I think it will open our eyes to a different set of challenges and a lot more learning.
3: Mm. Mm. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right guys this is the end of season two um before we leave we want to remind you to please let us know what you thought of our episode and the season if you've enjoyed the season please help us spread the word tell your friends tell your co-workers your neighbors your dogs your cats the people in your church virtually your twitter family and give us five stars on itunes write us a review and this will all help us reach a wider audience and for more people to learn about these amazing ladies with us.
1: We are excited to hear from you and for you to come back and keep learning about women bosses with us. You can email us your thoughts at SheBuildsPodcast at com, Leave a comment on our website, SheBuildsPodcast.com. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at SheBuildsPodcast and on Twitter at SheBuildsPodcast. We're going
2: Pod. on a short break while we develop season three and we'll be back in March. This is a great time to tell your friends about this season, re-listen to your favorite episodes, and start conversations about everyone you've heard about. So, this is not goodbye, just to see you later. Until Season 3, adios! tschüss, Totsins. Bye bye
3: Slan, leave, go, foil!
1: Ayuboan. Pirilla, vida! Wadayan! And sayonara! Bye! Bye! We're going on. I no. <laughs> it's
2: mine.
3: Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> Lizzie was ready to peace oh, out.
1: It's it's on another page, <laughs> and I to... thought it was no. You're trying to cut me out,
3: censor me. She literally like closed the door <laughs> in your face, podcastingly. <laughs>
0: she did.
3: fun topic on this project.
4: Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Unstruct. From within your walls, hear the story behind how your building stands today.